What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the independent scene to NXT, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspectives, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in all of pro wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Shut the hell up! This is the not another wrestling podcast here are your hosts sean mcchesney and cj palmasano all right let's get to it episode number 19 19 Almost may 19 <laughs> oh god i just thought of that of the not another wrestling podcast sean mcchesney cj palmasano we're your hosts got a little bit to talk about today cj Obviously. you know we never had a conclusion to may 19th i don't think we did no we never did no we never did we just had um kane chokeslam a ton of people and that's it choke out the big show but that's about it anyway so a little bit to talk about today cj um not too much going on in the wwe really the big storyline right now is the whole becky lynch injury suspension storyline but um, where that's going to lead up, you know, we have Elimination Chamber coming up in a couple of weeks. Is Charlotte Flair going to have something uh, to do with that? Um, that's really about it. You mentioned uh, Randy Orton, Mustafa Ali on SmackDown. Oh, uh, one hell of a match. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, but the big news and what we're going to lead off with was the AEW Double or Nothing rally last night at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. As we're recording this of last night. Their double or nothing rally. Um, a lot of information was given. Some partnerships were announced. Ticket information was announced. But I think you know where we need to lead today. And obviously, the very end of the press conference, something that we had expected, something that everybody, the wrestling expected. fans expected, but something that now we are finally happy to announce: Kenny Omega is a member of the All Elite Wrestling roster. Not only that, he's an executive vice president. Now, was that true? Like, <laughs> I think so. He's. He is one. I was Cody's, when I Cody's saw that. one. The Bucks are. Four. The Bucks are. <laughs> I, you can have as many executive vice presidents you as can, you want. But they gotta have like different responsibilities. Yes, I'm sure. If they don't like because split the, the responsibilities, because it's gonna the, get bad. Because the Bucks are executive vice president presidents, but they're also the bookers. Right. Um, I think Cody kind of handles more business things, and I don't know exactly what Kenny's role is. But I even saw a tweet this morning. Obviously, Tony Khan is the president. Yeah, he's the president and the he's financial the, money. the financial backer. Um, but I saw a tweet from Matt Jackson this morning saying that yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, did you really think we were going to do this with, without one of our best friends? The, yeah, the guy who ho- who co-creator f- of the elite, co-creator of the elite, right? Like, welcome, Kenny Omega. And it, it was obvious that this was going to happen. But obviously, with the whole, his contract wasn't up until the end of January. He was never going to go into the Rumble. What was he going to do after? Um, and he even said he didn't even sign the contract until yesterday morning, just hours before the press conference. Whether that's true or not, we can believe it's speculation. But and he found his phone, by the way. He found his phone. Good for him. Found his phone. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Omega was there. He cut his promo. He was just talking about that he... This is the feeling that he had, same as Cody and the Bucks, the feeling he had from All In, you know, 
why would he want to stop just there? Yeah, exactly. Just, he wants to keep just, going. And keep going and change, you know, the world as the model of the elite. So Kenny comes out, he's talking, and everybody's excited. Everybody pretty much knew Kenny Omega was coming. And then It was just a matter of when he was going to be announced. Yeah, and then Jericho's music hits, and he comes out in full alpha gear. And he, him and Omega have a standoff, and then they just start fighting. So it looks like we're going to get Alpha Omega 2 at All In. Which you brought uh, up off mic. Um, we were kind of, that's not a surprise necessarily, but ever since we saw the first one, we've been dying to see the second one. It looks like we're going to mm-hmm. get it at the MGM Grand at Double or Nothing. Yeah, for sure. It's a big match we're going to get. Looks, and we're also going to get uh, Pac versus Hangman Page. At uh, the at the MGM Grand for Double or Nothing, yeah. viewed in uh, via satellite. We also have uh, what seems to be is going to be uh, uh, best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta were announced uh, signees to All Elite Wrestling. We're gonna get a lot of hugs. A lot of hugs. Uh, but it was after what happened after that announcement that previously on episode being the Elite on on social media, the Young Bucks showed up at a at a indie show where the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Junior. and Ray Phoenix were at, and they had a tag match, and they pretty much said, like, how about you come? You, they're pretty, the Young Bucks are saying, you you guys are great. One of the best tag the teams in the world, but you're the team. second best tag team in the world. Come prove that and wrestle with us at AEW. They put out a handshake, and then they got attacked afterwards. But Pentagon and Phoenix showed up, and they attacked uh, Nick and Matt. Phoenix hit a super kick to Nick. Pentagon hitting a, a package pile driver onto, onto Matt. So, looks like that's another match we're going to get. Yeah. Uh, F- the Luger Brothers versus Matt and Nick Jackson. I, I'm also very impressed, just to go off topic a little bit, that with all the fighting, nobody fell in the pool, number one. <laughs> pool was right. It, honestly, if you ever been in the pool at Atlantic City, that's exactly what it looked like. Like, 450 people crouched into one, but nobody falls in the pool, for <laughs> whatever strange reason. Anyway, yeah, I mean... It looks like we're now finally starting to see the card come to fruition. And the funny thing about this is, CJ, the time we're recording this, it's February 8th. We have four or five more months mm-hmm. before this event takes place. And now we're starting to see the matches get announced. Now we've we're starting got, to see the roster got, come together. Well, there's also another match that seems to be uh, happening. We don't know the rest of the opponents, but it's SCU against, uh, and I'm really blanking on his name here guy from uh, the Chinese company. Shiba? I think so, yeah. If I butchered his name, oh well. Uh, and two of his prospects from um, from the what from is OWE? It? OWE, yeah. I'm blanking on the, on the uh, company too. From OWE. Well, they were six saying, man, they were six saying last tag. night it's a, it's a company that not a lot of us know about, but a company that we are going to know about very soon uh, with this partnership. And speaking of partnerships, OWE was announced uh, a few weeks back, but last night it was announced that AAA is going to be partnering up with All Elite Wrestling as well. Hence why Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix can work with yeah. the All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, New Japan. I think you lost Kenny on this one, but mm. that's still not out of the talks just yet. I mean, if they're going to partner up with two companies, they could do anything at this point. But yeah, they could. But very I, unlikely. But you got a small company out of China, and China's not really necessarily known for its wrestling. And then you got AAA, a Mexican promotion that's been around for ages. Yeah. I mean, it's looking pretty good. But look at the international opportunities that all elite wrestling can have because of this. Mm-hmm. You know, you can mm-hmm. already, you know, the company hasn't even had its first event yet. You could start looking at events in China. You could start looking at events in Mexico. Start looking at events in the United Kingdom with all of that. Because if you get that international exposure, eventually everybody's going to catch on as well. Um, and but then, 
also I, also known. It didn't happen at the at the uh, rally, but Jimmy Havoc has signed. Jimmy to, Havoc to has signed. That's wrestling. Right. Yep. Um, like I was saying before, the roster is really starting to come together. We are still months away from the first event. The roster is coming together. Matches are some dream matches of have likely already been announced and most likely going to happen. You know whether that's Lucha Brothers versus the Young Box, you have Pac and Hangman, likely Omega and Jericho two mm-hmm. at Double or Nothing. Which again, the first one was an instant classic. And you look at a guy like Chris Jericho, who at the time forty seven years old, put on the best match at Wrestle Kingdom twelve with. Kenny Omega now Corey Meltzer has the best match of Jericho's career yeah and we're gonna have the match again at Double or Nothing and I'm very excited to see that match again I've, I've said it at least four times already I thought the first one was fantastic I've been dying ever since and that was a little over a year ago to see the second one um, and they've had some run-ins two, no, it was two years ago wasn't it? No, it was a year oh, ago. It was a year that's ago. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, and, you know, you look at some of the run-ins they've had, whether that be all-in or on the Jericho cruise, it never really felt the same because it wasn't one-on-one. Now we're going to get that match again in May. I mean, I, I it is a pretty much a predictable match to go with, but it's... But again, because it's a of great how, match it, to it, go with. It is, it is a great match to go with because also they're still in the building process of their roster. Eventually, when they get more talent into the roster, they can expand of who Jericho and... Excuse me, and Omega can face like one match that I personally want to see myself is Jericho versus Daniels. Like that's a match they're they're both the same age and they both work at an incredible rate that they just put on a hell of a match. Like like Christopher Daniels being one of the kings of the indies and one of those guys who never went to WWE versus a guy like Chris Jericho who's been all over the world, went to WWE and now is arguably on the best run of his career. Yeah, and has done everything in his career possible except go on a run like this because, you know, you even heard Jericho say it at the last press conference and say, it's not about the money. I've already got the money. I want to do something different. I want to help be a part of something special Um, because he even said it. He goes, I've done everything I've wanted to do in my career. Let's try something different. Um, I agree with you. I think Daniels and Jericho could be a fantastic match. I think maybe you even look at his partner, Kazarian, and Chris Jericho would be a good match as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're right. I think it really just comes with the territory of expanding the roster. The partnership with these promotions are going to allow you to do that. And at the same time, people want to come to AEW. I mean, you look at these recent signings, you know, people want to come here. People want to be a part of the roster. You know, there's a report, and obviously it's not that he's in talks, but he's open to being in talks, and that's Randy Orton with All Elite Wrestling. Um, So all of these big names that we have heard about in the WWE are big names on the independent scene. Either they want to be a part of it, or they're open to being a part of it. Well, Randy Orton, I don't think, is someone who will, who will leave WWE. Even though Cody Rhodes is his friend, I don't think he's somebody who would leave WWE because he is, like, like one of the biggest stars in the company. He, he, one of the longest-tenured biggest stars in the company. And honestly, he can just use AEW as levers to get more money in his next contract. That's probably what he's going to do, and I agree with you on that. And, you know... Next to Brock Lesnar, I think Randy Orton would be one of those guys that Vince would literally bring out the checkbook for. Mm-hmm. And um, it's right, because you know Randy Orton likely to be a Hall of Famer within the next five to ten years, I would assume. Um, he's I still he's 37. He can still go for oh, the next 37? number. 37? Okay, so I'd say like 37, 37, 38. He can still right, go I'll if he wants 15. to. 15. Okay, but well, he's, got right, li- he's young as hell. But he's got he's to live in the schedule now. So, I mean, again, he can 
Orton's a guy who's got tenure and he can do what he wants. Uh, then there are guys, there's reports coming out that the Usos have yet to resign a contract. There's no reports of them wanting to leave. It's just they just haven't resigned. I, again, the Usos, maybe, it does. I don't think guys like them are necessarily uh, upset with their position because right, unlike they're, they're at the top of the tag division for the last couple of years now. I mean, they yeah, for the past few years on SmackDown, they've been uh, in that that amazing series of matches with with the New Day. Uh, you know, they've had great matches with the Bar. Uh, the, the New Day have always been in the tag title picture for the most part, and just like Randy Orton, I think they would probably use. All Elite Wrestling kind of as a leverage of, well, we can go here. Mm. The tag division over there is shaping up pretty well. So I think Imagine it's... the Usos versus the Young Bucks. Yeah, Usos, Young Bucks, Usos, and the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. That'd be really but cool. I think but really it's because, like, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's right. one of those things where it's like, you know, All Elite Wrestling, for a company that hasn't even had their first match yet, let alone first event, is shaping up to be something very special. And I think when it comes to that now, I think we're starting to see more reports of, hey, nothing in the works yet, but these guys haven't resigned yet. And their contract's up in so-and-so amount of time. It starts to get people to speculate. And, and I agree with you, you know, with guys like Randy Orton and possibly the Usos as well, they might be using, and there's no reports of the Usos jumping AEW, but obviously with the reports of Randy Orton, I'll use it as, as an example, somebody like him might be using that as leverage to get a bigger contract, a lighter schedule, more money. Um, that's the way the business works. I mean, obviously, you know, you got kids to feed and all that stuff, so, you know, good for him. But point is, I think we're going to see a lot more of that, you know, just not with Randy Orton or the Usos. I think we're going to see that with a lot of WWE talent. The reports have come out that AEW has made a big-time money offer to a big-name WWE superstar, and they're not necessarily... The name of this this wrestler has not been said, but there's speculation that when the whole when Randy Orton said he was open to AEW, that was one. Uh, AJ Styles is the most likely one that they spoke to. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura is another one. Um, the reports recently came out about of uh, contracts of whose contracts are coming up in 2019. I can't remember which website it is, but I saw like a YouTube video from Wrestle Talk. Um, AJ's, I think, is uh, done sometime after WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. We know Ambrose's is done after WrestleMania. Right. There's still speculation whether or not you think it's a work, whether or not you think he's leaving and or not. And the speculation with AJ where a pro wrestling blog site confirmed he had resigned and AJ denied those claims. He denied it. Also, one of the things that Meltzer claimed that he was injured had a hernia and he worked a match with Jeff Hardy and... He again went on Twitter and went like that, pretty much saying like, "Yeah, I don't have a hernia." And then he went off and said like, "Nowadays, people don't care about posting, uh, reporting the right things. They care about being the first. And as somebody who went to school to study media, you are a hundred percent right. Mm -hmm. That's the world today. But yeah, so AJ claims he's not hurt, and AJ claims that he has not resigned to WWE yet. And if that's the case, 
then negotiations, I would believe, are still open. The whole Ambrose thing, is it a work, is it not? I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. I think they're, you know, it's very similar, and we talked about this with the CM Punk thing. I think they're using this as leverage for a storyline. The only difference is, I don't, I, at this point, CJ, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to be doing much with it, but I think they are using it as a storyline purpose. Uh, but I do think it's a little bit of both with him. I think he is going to leave after Mania, but I think they are using this, you know, to make a little bit of money off it. Not a lot, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's not going to wrestle for the WWE title at Mania, but they're going to give him something at Mania, whether it's good or bad, but they're going to use the storylines throughout. Um, Styles, obviously, is going to be one of those where we have to wait and see. Nakamura, we would assume, is going to leave when his contract expires. Whether or not he goes back to New Japan, whether or not he goes to AEW. Yeah, I mean, it's not saying he's up, going to AEW. It's up to him. Right, and, you know, we've talked about it a million times on the podcast, how Shinsuke was the man in New Japan. Yep. Um, he can easily go back there and pick up right where he left off. You know, he could win the Intercontinental Championship again. He could challenge for the Heavyweight Championship. Um or he can go do something new in AEW and face guys like Kenny Omega. He can face guys, you know, like the Young Bucks. He can face he's Cody. Faced, he's faced Omega before. He's well, never... I mean, he can face him again, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Obviously, because Kenny beat him for the yeah. Intercontinental title before he left. Uh, he can, before Shinsuke left. You know, he can get in the ring with uh, Jericho. I think Jericho's only had maybe one match with Nakamura, and that was on a house show somewhere in Japan. You know, he can get in the ring with uh, Christopher Daniels and, and Cody Rhodes and Hangman Page and Pac. All these guys, you know, it's, um, but it's a matter of what he wants to do. And if he feels like going back home to, uh, to Japan with his family is the best way to go, the best way to go. But again, I've mentioned this before that even he has, the reason he wanted to go to WWE is one, take a shot and see if, and then he's getting older and that he's getting older and the new Japan pro wrestling style it can be a very difficult style to work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we've seen it take its toll on many people. You know, Kenny Omega being the prime example who, you know, obviously I think the whole time has worked so hard in New Japan, but mm-hmm. especially the last, say, four or five years has really been the workhorse of that company. And Hiroshi Tanahashi, guys in his early 40s, goes to a credit of how how, how good he really is. Yeah. Got to give credit to the ace. Yeah, especially, and you know, I remember watching Tanahashi and Omega, and I remember the beginning during the entrances, they said, you know, you look at a guy like Kenny Omega, who has owned the greatest two matches at the last two Wrestle Kingdoms. Obviously, his Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom 11 main event with uh, Okada, and obviously Wrestle Kingdom 12 with Chris Jericho. And you really look at a guy like Omega in that stance, he is able to work with a variety of different type of styles anybody. and different type of people. Look at anybody. Look at how look at how good his matches were with Okada. Obviously, that was great. His match with Jericho. His match with Pentagon Jr. and at all. And all in was good. The guy can work any style against no, of course. anybody. And, and there's not a lot of those out there. You know, he can work any age, any style, any height, any weight. It doesn't matter to him. He can work and make it look great. Um, somebody get him in the ring with Brock Lesnar. But anyway, um, <laughs> point is there. I mean, you look at all elite wrestling and you look at a guy like omega and obviously you know we expected the signing we expected it to happen we were very certain he was going to be at the rally last night and he was but now to finally be able to say it all right he's gonna he's gonna be there and it's gonna happen and he found his phone thank god um and he's gonna face jericho again i mean that's a match that could possibly be main event worthy here's another thing um between now and double or nothing you think we'll get any Announcements of championship belts made. 
I think we would have to at least get the announcement of the heavyweight championship and the women's championship at least. What about the tag championships? Because I'm, because the Young Bucks have been saying that they want the tag tag team wrestling to be a major focal point of the of the company. Do you think that we would have had those announcements by now? And I'm not saying we're going to have a pay-per-view with no championships. I think we'll at least have one. I think at least... Well, all, have, all In had championships, but it wasn't... It wasn't their championships. It was, it just, was a variety of them. Obviously, but you know, I think it, we'll at least have two. Yeah, I agree, and you, I think you bring up a great point about because we haven't heard anything about championships yet. The event is four months away. How are we going to crown a heavyweight champion? How are we going to crown tag team champions? Are we going to have tournaments? Or are we just going to put people together and say these people are the most deserving to go after this belt? You know, Hangman made it very clear he wanted to be the first world champion. Pac told him to go screw. I want to be the first world champion. Are we going to put them for the heavyweight title? It's an interesting question, CJ. I think well, we would they, at least have they at could, least a few. They could do that. They could put Pac and Hangman in the heavyweight, uh, the world heavyweight title picture. Um, but they can easily do that with Styles and I'm sorry, uh, Jericho and Omega, because it's the biggest. It, that's it's our, the bigger that, match. That is the bigger match. That is the match that's going to draw in more casual fans and like Chris and Chris Jericho. Like oh, I that match. If I had to say right now, if the event was tomorrow, I would say that match is the main event. Um, it's clearly the main event. It's, it's either that or it's going to be the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. Right, and that would have to be for the tag titles. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, you, CJ, you bring up a great point because I figure, you know, the way the event is shaping up right now, if we're going to start booking all these matches, where do the championships come into play? Should they have come in by now? Are we going to hear about it in a couple of weeks? I'm it's sure good, they're in the works. It's a good question, and I'm, sh I'm sure it is, but it's a matter of how many are in the works. Are we going to have all of them presented at once? Are we going to have none of them at the first event? And it's just go out there, let's see what we can do, and we'll worry about the rest later you know are these matches setting up for wrestlers to face for the heavyweight title and the women's at, championship at the, at the moment i would think that the world title women's title and a tag title are being in the works um the women's division is still yeah i said it's the least likely to happen because it's still uh brandy's still working on getting more women to the roster right now there are only uh, five women on the roster right now. Two showed up last night. Britt Baker, uh, Britt Baker, Kaylee Ray, um, Japanese girls who I cannot remember, but they are going to be on the on the card too. There's only five women in the women's division at the moment. Right. So maybe the, they have to focus more on, on expanding the women's roster before they have to start getting championships. And I think that they have to focus on expanding the roster itself before getting championship in, championships in general. Mm -hmm. But I would say that at least the tag titles and the world title would be be in the process. And I don't think Hangman and Pac really need to be in the world title picture because they can just fight for Pac's championship from, from Dragon Gate. Mm -hmm. They can just fight for that. Yeah, absolutely. It's just really, you know, a matter of how are we going to bring these belts in? Are we going to have, you know, and, and listen, they've been all over the place the last few months, you know, recruiting. They've been wrestling matches as well. Are we maybe going to have sort of things where, you know, maybe the Young Bucks go to a certain promotion? It's like, and Pentagon Jr. and the Lucha Brothers, they go over somewhere too. And it's like, if you win, you're going to face us for the tag belts or whatever. Or are we going to have something where Kenny maybe. wrestles at an independent show? It's like, if you win, your match is going to be for the heavyweight championship. It, again, it's, it's going to be a weird way to kind of bring the championships in for Double or Nothing. Only because we have already have a few matches announced. Where you look at the three matches that are likely to happen, right? 
Jericho and Omega likely makes the most sense for the heavyweight championship. Lucha for, Brothers, for Young Bucks. Event, for the main event in general. Yeah, Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks should be for the tag team championships. You understand that too. Um, the Dragon Gate, obviously the championship that Pac holds, probably could put that belt on the line against uh, Hangman Page. But again, how do we bring them in? Is it going to happen in a couple of weeks? Are we going to wait a few months before they get announced? It's a good question, CJ. Honestly, we the honestly they can do this show without any championships that of, of their brand. They really could because the That's hype, what I kind of think the hype of, the hype of all in at first we didn't know if there were going to be any championship matches. We didn't know anything. We just knew that this is a show, the first arena show outside of WWE um, and the first one since WCW to hold a show of this capacity. And now they obviously have their own company and they're doing their own thing and really do they does it does it need championship matches? You know not what? necessarily. CJ, I've been leaning towards the side of I don't think we're gonna have championship matches. I think we're gonna wait for that. I really do. I think these matches are gonna determine how we uh, crown some champions. Whether you know maybe Jericho and Omega, the winner of that match, is the number one of the number one contenders. You know maybe Hangman Page Pac, that's a number one contenders match sort of thing. I think we can have those stipulations a double or nothing. Mm -hmm. But at this point in time, CJ, I don't know if we need, and I don't think we're gonna have championship matches a double or nothing. I don't think you need it. No, I don't think so. I mean, it'd be nice to have it, but I don't. I don't understand how it would make sense to bring the championships in randomly. I think it's gonna. I think it's going to write itself at double or nothing. I think, yeah. I think, in my opinion, the heavyweight championship match will be the winner of Jericho and Omega and the winner of Pocket Hangman. The tag team championships is obviously going to be Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks, but down the line, I don't think it's going to be a double or nothing. Um, Those guys could have a series of matches. Of course. They could have a course. series of matches. You know, I'd say, let's say the Lucha Brothers go over in the first match. The Young Bucks are going to want the rematch and vice versa. And they could fight for the entirety of their lives. Um, but it's going to be one of those things where I don't think we need championships at double or nothing. And I quite honestly don't think we're going to have them. Probably not. But no, then again, again, it just doesn't really matter whether there's championships or not. The, the card is looking stacked right yes. now, and it's going to be a great show. And I can't wait for, for Double or Nothing. It's going to be awesome. I agree. And just, you know, before we wrap up and we we head to WWE and we, we talked to Becky Lynch's storyline, what were your thoughts on the rally last night, just overall? Uh, from what I saw, it was it was really good. Uh, the production was a lot better this yeah. time around than the Jacksonville rally. You When the Jacksonville rally, you couldn't really hear the crowd. This time, this you time you could. Um, not to say that the Jacksonville Rally didn't have good production, because I was amazed by the production that it had. I and would I say for a first event they were running, it wasn't bad. The no, second one was way second better. Second one way better, way way better. You could hear the crowd. You, the there really weren't any technical difficulties at all. Yeah, uh, they're on top uh, of their stuff. And overall, the rally was fun. And these these are nice little holdover events. While you, while one you don't have a TV deal uh, yet, you know you build up on social media, you build up on these events, and you know uh, you build up on being the elite, and you build up on uh, Cody's YouTube page mm -hmm. uh, where it says uh, where it's road to double or road nothing. to double or nothing. Last time they did, last time they did road to all road in. To all in. Um, or the NWA series, ten pounds of gold, road to all in. That one as well. That's true. That's true. That also. Um, I also see like. Um, also that uh, I learned that through these videos that Christopher Daniels is the head of talent relations. Wow, really? I thought that was just, just a... See, but that makes sense. I thought that was just, you know, a joke on being the elite. And there was a funny skit where it was uh, Cody, Billy Gunn, 
uh, Christopher Daniels, like he was kind of like, like blocked out, but he wasn't. You could tell it was Christopher Daniels, and they had Hangman in there, pretty much saying that like Hangman's fat and you can't come out in full gear like Pac. <laughs> and Cody's like, goes to Billy Gunn, just you are the head coach of AEW. You need to just please kindly say to Mr. Page that he needs to get in better shape, as if as if he's not there. And he's like, I got it. Been working on this. You're fat. <laughs> fat. Yeah, it's it's so great. But yeah, I, that that makes sense for CD to be the head of talent it relations. Does. I mean, he's. I don't think you have anybody in the Indies that knows it better than he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've the roster they've been getting so far. You know, signing Jungle Boy, signing Jimmy Havoc, getting Kenny Omega, getting the Lucha Brothers. I think Kenny it's, Omega is the jackpot. Oh, of course. Arguably the the best wrestler in the world. It's the best. I was going to say, unless they were to sign AJ Styles, and, and I still think the Omega signing is the bigger one, to be honest with you. Um, really? So yeah. you're saying that if... if at the moment. Oh, at, the, at the moment. At the moment. I, if, but if Styles signed with a company. If Styles signed, I think it would be a little bit bigger, yes. But I, as, of right, as of right now, Omega was the one that needed to bring this whole thing together. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and before that in Jacksonville, you brought in Jericho, and you knew it was going to be Cody and the Young Bucks, and MJF as well. And the roster was coming together, but I think Omega brings the whole thing together where mm-hmm. outsiders, cough, cough, WWE, are now like... Now we have to take this seriously because mm-hmm. they are going to be competition and they haven't even had an event yet. Yeah. And they have this type of roster, this type of help, this type of production, this type of coaching. You know, they got Billy Gunn to go over there. Christopher Daniels, their head of talent relations. Um, and it's one thing, honestly, for wrestlers to be in charge of it. But I think they they are going to be the best brains behind the operations that we've ever seen. Yes. Did you see... Um, I saw some video the other night and... It was uh, it, Vince, Vince Russo is arguing with uh, with Disco Inferno, claiming that because Cody and the Bucks said that they're not going to get television writers, and they don't need television writers to do this show. Yeah. And is he arguing that that's going to like fail? He's claiming that you need TV writers, you need a structure, you need TV writers on the show, and Disco Inferno is pretty much saying like, no, if you have creative minds in the show. And if you say you want to put this pen to paper, they can put that there. You need good storylines, and you need uh, compelling storylines, top talent. You don't need TV writers. And Vince Russo's being, bro, bro, what are you talking about, bro? You need television writers for a TV program, bro. Because I'm like, shut up, Russo. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I agree in a sense, but... If everybody can be on the same page, like if they don't have TV writers, and as long as everybody doesn't want to win the heavyweight, why is Raw? Why have Raw and SmackDown been so bad for so long? I agree because with you. they brought television writers who don't know anything about pro wrestling. And I agree with that. As long as everybody is on the same page, like if it's Cody and the Young Bucks writing the show, and it's it's on them, and they have the creative mind, and everybody's on board. Because I remember somebody commenting, "Well, now everyone's going to want to win the heavyweight title. If they've got that problem, that's where it's going to get rough." He, but here's the issue, it, not not issue, but. The issue with WWE is that they've hired these television writers who do who know nothing about well, that's pro the wrestling. Problem. If you, that is the problem. If, but if you have guys like Cody and the Young Bucks who understand what pro wrestling fans want, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong if they can say they if they have a guy like if they have Jimmy Jacobs, a guy like Jimmy Jacobs when he worked in WWE as a writer for AEW. Just, just speculation. 
and he's and they say jimmy you're going to be working with um you're gonna be working with hangman and Pac. work with them or actually jericho level you're gonna work with jericho and omega work with their program and help build this feud jimmy jacobs was already a wrestler jimmy jacobs is a long tenured wrestler and he knows what wrestler and he knows jericho very well and he know and he knows how to get inside the mind of someone like him and omega he can learn television writers are just like oh who's this who's this aj styles guy um okay let me just no you need someone who understands who one has to be passionate about the business and two has to understand what's going on when you have you know people who have no clue of what this is or anything it's gonna make the product less less interesting and when you see these clearly scripted promos that wrestlers are are saying it takes you out of it okay well when you bring it up like that from that perspective that i agree with you obviously when you look at raw and smackdown you look at tv writers who've got no idea what you're doing you bring that to all elite wrestling and you bring in guys who actually know what they're doing like cody and the young bucks to write the shows and all these guys who are wrestlers and know what the fans want when you explain it like that cj that i agree with 100 mm-hmm. percent. obviously that's what they need and again vince russo well there's a reason wcw went out of business and he's part of it anyway mm-hmm. um why don't we move on to wwe really quick not yeah, much time we have left. not much going on except one huge storyline right now becky lynch quote-unquote suspended uh, until she sees a doctor for her fake knee injury. Um, mm. So my question to you, CJ, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because there's really not much talk about about it, but where is this storyline going to go in your opinion? The How main... does Charlotte Flair get added to this match? Well, before you said Charlotte Flair, I said this is going to go to the main event of WrestleMania. Um, Charlotte, I mean, again, I think probably if Becky doesn't kayfabe go see the doctor soon, then... The, the match at Elimination Chamber probably won't happen. I would think that they have... There's probably going to be, like, by Elimination Chamber, you need to give us an answer of whether or not you've seen the Doctor or whatever, mm-hmm. and they'll put more uh, jeopardy. Like, if you don't see it, you you don't go to WrestleMania, and, like, time's ticking, you know, you got to go, blah, 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 blah. Um, and right, we need to find out if this is serious or not. Yeah, and probably do some kind of announcement where Charlotte may want to take her place... And then Becky shows up saying, like, I saw the doctor, blah, 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 they, wh- whatever they want to do. And then they can have a match at Fastlane to, to promote, you know, winner, um, either winner goes to Mania or if Charlotte, it's a triple wi- threat. Trip Charlotte wins, she's added to the match. Right. So there is that. Uh, other things that are going on on Raw and SmackDown. I mean, the Women's Elimination Chamber match is coming up soon for the tag titles. Probably going to be Sasha and Bailey, even though like Sasha and Bailey and Nia Jax and Tamina had to win matches to get on the in the chamber. Where, where all the SmackDown girls just, just, got just they just announced that they were added. Right. Well, there's also a thing where it looks like Sasha got hurt at the Rumble, uh, and Bailey had to work the majority of the match. That's that's rumor and speculation. It's too. rumor and speculation, and Dave Meltzer brought up a good point. You know, remember when Sasha and Bailey were attacked backstage before the match? They said they wouldn't have touched Sasha if she was not cleared. They mm-hmm. would not have been allowed to touch her. Like they True. kicked her around a little bit, but that was about it. So people were speculating, oh, she's not cleared. Dave Meltzer said they would not have laid a hand on her if she was not medically cleared to compete. Mm-hmm. So that makes me speculate maybe they're just being very cautious with her leading up to a match like Elimination Chamber. Even if she has a minor injury, they don't want to risk anything. And speaking of injury, 
Seth Rollins is apparently going through a injury currently. Mm-hmm. Nothing too serious, but it is enough that they're going to be taking him uh, out of the live events for the time being, and he's not going to be doing anything physical on TV for a while. In fact, he wasn't even on Raw. Yeah. They, just, they just played a video package for him in Lesnar's match. I mean, yeah, he got at five, six times. It's a good kayfabe way to say, hey, I'm not going to be at Raw this week because I'm dead and six mm. feet under a grave. Uh, but I agree with you. I mean, listen, I think they're just taking everything very precautionary, especially, you know, with somebody like Sasha Banks. Okay, you're good to go, but you have to wrestle in the chamber in two weeks. So we want to make sure you are as ready to go as can be. You know, not much physical activity. Let's get you to the chamber and we'll see what happens there. And same thing with Seth Rollins, you know, you're either going to be main event or part one of the double main event of WrestleMania with Brock Lesnar. We need you to be as ready to go as you can be, so we're going to keep you off live events for a little while. Meltzer reported that apparently the original Universal Championship match was going to be Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. Really? Yeah. I heard Drew McIntyre Braun Strowman recently. Well, Meltzer said Ambrose. His well, I don't know. Unless that was way before well, Roman U- got Universal Champion Universal Championship. Or, yeah, this is way before. This is way before oh, Uni- okay. Universal Championship or not. Apparently, the 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 plan was to have Roman face Dean, and so the heel turn was going to happen at some point. But they pulled the trigger early. You know when Reigns had to announce that he had to go. Well, wasn't cancer. there a story where the original plan was for Elias to win the Intercontinental Title at TLC, and Dean was going to cost Seth the title, and everything got changed when Roman got the diagnosis? I heard nothing about that. I thought I heard that somewhere. Anyway, go. You may continue. But it makes you wonder. Um, what was Seth going to do at Mania if this didn't happen? Well, I heard a report recently that this was after Roman got diagnosed that the original, the second original plan uh, was Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre for the Universal Championship. That Brock was not going to win the championship and all of that and more. And then, obviously, we heard about, you know, the backstage heat with Braun Strowman and the quotes are he could be his own worst enemy. And it, it looked like... Reasons that same, why he got squashed in yes. that match. And also, at the same time, they had... You know, not bigger plans for Drew McIntyre, but they were likely going to put him with Cena or something along those factors. But the report was Triple H was the reason behind Seth winning the Rumble, and it was not Vince's first choice. Uh, so the Universal Was his champion, first choice probably going to be Braun Strowman or McIntyre? I think it was going to be Braun. Or no, I think it was probably going to be Drew to win the Rumble because Braun probably would have won the championship at uh, Crown Jewel, mm-hmm. um, which obviously did not happen. because That still would have been a good match, but the, the amount of times that... Well, it's just they've, they've they, regardless of backstage heat on Strowman or not, they've really messed. They've really screwed oh, him it's over. It's way before it's he like, had backstage heat that but, they've but, messed but, him up. Yeah, it's just it's just like they they don't capitalize on opportunities anymore. Yep. On like they the only ones they've really done it on recently is Becky Lynch. That's yeah. a, that's about it. And really, because they kind of just, it, I think Becky was a little bit of a bigger deal than Braun because like they they the fans let them hear it. Also, they're really taking advantage of the whole women's evolution, revolution, whatever the hell you want to call it. And they see that they don't, they didn't want a whole Roman Reigns situation with Charlotte. So they're like, fine, we'll go with Becky. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And they're and, basically turning Charlotte heel in the process. Which is great. Charlotte's better as a heel. She is better as a heel. She's way we better said as that a heel. when she turned face. We're like, all right, listen, a face turn isn't that bad, but like her work as a heel on Raw was fantastic. I said this Becky Lynch heel turn was not going to work. I said it wasn't going to work. You you said it right here on the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> it's not, it wasn't going to work. Maybe they were listening. Maybe. <laughs> or they're just listening to the fans' majority. Now, but, I, real quick, though, I heard somebody at my work say this the other day, that where we might be looking at us... 
at a Stone Cold Vince McMahon story with Stephanie and Becky. Would I, you agree with that? I heard about this, yes, that they possibly want to do a Stephanie versus Becky Lynch match maybe at SummerSlam. Um, that's the rumored, like, that's what they... It's 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 in talks. Nothing's concrete, but it's it's an idea being thrown around. And honestly, I'm all for it because, you know, Becky Lynch is stone cold Becky Lynch. She is the most popular overall wrestler in the entire company, arguably the most popular wrestler in the entire world, mm-hmm. mainstream wise. Like Kenny Omega might arguably be the best wrestler, but doesn't mean he's the most popular wrestler. One of the most popular wrestlers. Right. But to a mainstream audience, not too many people know who he is. Hardcore wrestling fans and most wrestling fans know who Kenny Omega is. If you're a wrestling fan, you strictly watch WWE, you know who Becky Lynch is. Or right. at least if you're familiar with WWE you and know what's going Becky on, Lynch you is. know who Becky Lynch is. So I'm all for that, Stephanie and Becky Lynch, um, for them to have a match, a series or whatever, because... That would be the fe- it would be the female version of Vince and Austin, yeah, which would be incredible. I, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, just I would just like Becky to hold on to the title for a while, yeah. Because if it's gonna happen at SummerSlam, it makes me believe that Becky would drop the title to somebody, probably like Alexa Bliss or, or yeah. Charlotte or something. Especially goes well. Who says she can't get it back? I mean, you look at the amount of reigns oh, Stone Cold sh- had. Yeah, was it like five or six? Back, Obviously, back then they really prided themselves on how many times, or even still for certain wrestlers, how many times a person holds a championship rather than long championship reigns, which yeah. is something the fans remember. That's something they really remember more is how many times someone won a championship rather than how long they held right. a championship for. I mean, there are certain, you know, obviously exceptions. I mean, you look at CM Punk, who his last reign, he held the title for 434 days. No one remembers he's a five-time world heavyweight champion. Um, you look at somebody like, but on the other side, you look at somebody like Cena. Everybody knows he's one world title reign away from breaking Ric Flair's fake record. Mm-hmm. Um so it, it really, like you said, it really depends on the wrestler, and it really depends on how many times they have won it for the fans to lean one way or the other. Very true. Um, but you're right. I mean, I'm interested how they're going to do this. I really don't care how they do this as long as Becky Lynch walks out of the main event of WrestleMania with the Raw Women's title. That's really all I care about. Yeah, because getting to that point, that is the thing that's going to solidify her, and it's going to really show that she is a big uh, big deal. This reminds me a lot of Daniel Bryan five years ago at WrestleMania 30. It's similar. It's it's similar, but o- different. Only thing is, is that Becky, well, Becky was not in the Royal Rumble match. She put but she but in she inserted herself. In she the match. found her way into the match. Mm-hmm. Right, and obviously Daniel Bryan wasn't in the Royal Rumble that year, which pissed a lot of people off. But uh, he didn't. And even, Daniel Bryan he, wasn't even in the plans for the main event of WrestleMania. Really, the CM Punk walkout helped his cause to immensely. get in. Yeah. You ever hear the reports of like like Vince not getting why the fans love Daniel Bryan like, and like why they were booing Batista? Like I don't I don't get it. Just look at him, at Batista. Like, pretty much he's just saying, look at Batista. Look how yeah. big and strong he is. Yeah. CM Punk that, was like, how do you not see that? That's the worst idea ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was to the point where obviously Roman was uh, was getting big pops back then, and that's really when the whole Roman Empire thing started. Was when he had those twelve he eliminations. Was still, of the he was Royal still Rumble. with the Shield. It's funny because a year later he was booed, he was booed out of Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> exactly. Fans can never make up their minds, but the fans know what they want at the same time. Um, See, uh, it's a similar story, but I think when, similar, yeah. But I think when she wins the championship in the main event of WrestleMania, I think it will solidify a very similar story. 
Will the fans still have enough energy? Will we still have enough energy at that point? You and point? I will be just fine. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, a few beers or 15. I think we'll be fine. Um, if I have a 15 beers, I'm going to pass out. Exactly. I'm joking. But point is, uh, you and I will be fine. The yeah. casual fan? I don't know. That's a long. That's going to be a long, long show. If Even any, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, WrestleMania these days are long if shows. If that's like the Royal Rumble that we just watched a few weeks ago, that match is over around midnight. If they can make if they can make the card as fun as the Rumble card was, uh, we'll be just recently, fine. we'll be just fine, because that went by really fast and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't have a problem with these long shows if it's entertaining start to finish. That's very true. But when you have shows that you know have some big spots and it is boring for a while, and then we get back to big spots and the main event is boring, what are you what are you supposed to do? Because halfway through the match, excuse me. Halfway, th- halfway through the card at WrestleMania, the crowd really lost their steam after the Kurt and Ronda and Triple H and Stephanie match. Yeah. They really lost their steam. Like, they tried to give everything they could for Daniel Bryan and Shane and... Styles and Nakamura. And, and Styles and Nakamura, but, like, people were just... They are just tired. That's yeah. the thing. But and the, the amount of how a crowd reacts can really affect a match. Like, Styles and Nakamura could have been really great at WrestleMania if the crowd was... Energetic. You look at their match at Wrestle Kingdom 10. It was, what was that, a five star match, I believe, or four and a half? I don't It felt know like about, a seven. I don't, I don't know about star ratings. And necessi- Either way, it was, necessarily it was a st- phenomenal match. So you expected yes. more of the same at WrestleMania, and we didn't get it. And a lot of that has to do with them, but another mm-hmm. big part has to do with the crowd. Um, I think really it comes down to, and again, if it's like the Royal Rumble card, you know, put it like this it was Becky Lynch, Oscar, great match. Shane McMahon and The Miz in the bar, fun match. Uh, Women's Royal Rumble, awesome. Um, Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar, from start to finish, I felt it was going at 100 miles an hour. Mm. Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, decent match. And the Men's Royal Rumble, of course, you're going to be awake for that. Mm-hmm. So if it's a card like that, CJ, yeah, we'll be fine. But if we're going on 1130 and it's the main event, the triple threat, and it was a boring card start to finish, I don't know how we're going to last another 30 minutes. Yeah, because that's really going to affect the end of the night. You yeah. know how again crowd is a big thing on whether or not a match is a good match or a bad match but speaking of good matches halftime heat yeah take that it, maroon five yeah that was horrible it, halftime heat was not it was 20 minutes they was live from full cell university which the i fan, did not expect i thought they were i didn't either it. but it sounded like that they were fans, doing almost like a meet and greet super bowl party yeah fans like they went all out for the fans. They got I just ble- the bleachers in there. They had a lot. like, it, And it was the most watched NXT match on the network. And well, most watched NXT match. Because they were streaming on the network. They were streaming on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, and it was the... And it uh, got four and a half stars from Meltzer. Uh, what do you think about that? It's not... I mean, not... Meltzer's respected, but, you know, star ratings aside or whatever, your opinion, a good match is a good match, and this was a great, fun match. Right. Everybody looked great in this. Velveteen Dream really shined in this. He got the pin on Adam Cole. Um, Champa and Gargano, I mean, even though they held the belts together, they're still kind of like, Gargano's still reluctant to kind of trust Champa. Mm-hmm. And I saw that they were in Tom's River, Tom's River last night in Jersey for a house show. I'm like, oh, damn, I wish I could have gone to that. No. They were in the main event tagging together. I don't know who they faced. They probably faced, like, 
um, it probably face Ricochet and Alistair Black. Yeah. Probably face Ricochet and Alistair well, Black. Well, it's but, interesting, yeah. and I wanted to bring this point up, too, because you remember last week when you were like, oh, I don't know if Velveteen Dream won the North America title. We should edit it out. And I said, I found a video he did. So the speculation here is there were two different endings taped of Velveteen Dream winning the championship Mm-hmm. And not winning the championship. So I just went with it as it was because I'm like, are we really just going to pretend I didn't watch him win the NXT North American yeah. Championship? So I just went with what I For saw. For kayfabe purposes, Gargano still has to hold the North For at least another couple weeks. At least another couple weeks. Right. Now, what airing they show, I don't know. But at least for that crowd that was there, they witnessed him win the championship. I mean, I would think it's uh, Dream wins the title. And then, a, and then Gargano gets pissed and he attacks. Which is exactly Dream, what happened. Yeah. And a delusional Johnny Gargano just, just, takes, just, the just takes the championship back. That's what I think they're going to go with because I'm hearing, oh, there were two different endings tape. I was like, how is that possible? It is possible because they can always edit things and they can always be like, oh, well, actually, Dream, we're going to go with this one. Well, I didn't see the second ending tape. I just heard about it. I only saw the video of him winning the championship, the getting be- attacked, and then he brought the championship That's the beauty back. of NXT is that you can edit these things out. I guess. And if you have botched finishes like R-Truth winning the U.S. title, uh, that's the thing. But I'm just I, going with what I saw. It's why I didn't edit it last week because I saw the video and I was like, I have to go with this because it's it's right here. I have proof. So, have yeah, you proof, were funny. You were it. like, I don't think he won last week. I go, yes, he did. <laughs> well, that's the, I saw that from, from WrestleTalk. Yeah. They, 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 were specu- they were speculation because there were just pictures that have been shown. Nothing right. of video, but well, you saw I, the when video. I thought, so. When I saw the video, I was like, all right, I'm going with it. So whatever version they decide to show, again, I saw a I mean, live I, video. I still, th- I still think Velveteen is the yeah. – they'll show him winning Which the title. Which is why I think that they're – you and I have been talking about for months. I think they're going to go Gargano Champa in Brooklyn. And that's the way you do it. And I said it when we did our predictions. I said I think Johnny needs a big takeover win, but he's not going to hold this thing very long. But here's another thing I just, I just realized. Usually when there is a title change – on NXT TV, they always go on the app and say title change at NXT t- uh, TV show. When hmm. Era, when Undisputed Era won the tag titles on TV, uh, when Champa won the NXT title on so TV. So you're saying you didn't get a notification? No, I didn't see it. It's, it didn't pop up. Hold off on the notifications, damn it. Unless they're going to just do it that way. I don't know. Maybe. We have to wait and see. Yeah, maybe, but again, it's... It's a good speculation, I would say, about what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. And obviously, for, for kayfabe reasons, and obviously, with Halftime Heat being shown live on the network, he had to have the championship, of course. Uh, and maybe course. that's why he had to attack Velveteen Dream and take the championship in front of a live crowd. To For those fans to build up Halftime Heat, oh, he has the championship now. But even though he was announced as the champion. But... Yeah, NXT's weird, man. They're lucky they're a great brand. Um, <laughs> NXT's great. Exactly, they are. And honestly, for a... A, a match of only 20 minutes they were able to put that much into it where Maroon 5 couldn't give a sweet victory like they promised you um, used me for a Travis Scott in- introduction that wasn't nice <laughs> but yeah horrible halftime show halftime heat much better I didn't get to watch it live because I was working but I did watch it when I got home and like you said it was fantastic it was, was hard hitting I was watching was on my fast. phone I was watching it on my phone as everybody else was watching the the Super Bowl uh, halftime show, and I'm like, this is way better. This is way better. This, it was so much fun, so much fun. Maybe that next year they'll show halftime heat on uh, on NBC or whoever's doing the game next year. No, maybe. Maybe maybe they'll, maybe they'll do like um, 
a two-way screen where it's like you have the halftime show and then you have halftime heat. <laughs> Maybe. All right, so um, that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Not a lot to talk about this week, CJ, but I'm sure as we start building up Double or Nothing. We're AEW heavy today. Exactly. We're getting close to the chamber in a couple of weeks. The women's tag belts are finally going to be handed off to somebody, probably Bailey and Sasha. Most likely, um, yeah. We'll see really where this Becky Lynch injury suspension storyline is going to go, how Charlotte is going to get added to this triple threat, even though I'm very against it, but I know it's going to happen. Um We'll see really what's going on with Seth Rollins. We'll see what's going on with NXT. Is Gargano the North American champion or not? Story at 11. Uh, we'll <laughs> do all that and more next week on the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. So for Sean McChesney. And CJ Palmasano. We'll see you next time.